It's been more than three years since the then White House cyber czar, Michael Daniel, said he wanted to kill the password, kill it dead. But most citizen and business-facing sites continue to rely on username and passwords to validate users' identities. That's why the Treasury Department's Bureau of the Fiscal Service is taking on user authentication, which many consider one of the most challenging technology projects the federal government has faced over the last 20 years. Marshall Henry is a program manager in the Office of Financial Innovation and Transformation at the Bureau. He tells executive editor Jason Miller about the Bureau's efforts to stamp out the password. We wanted to focus on the customer experience to citizens, citizens and businesses, and look at how we can both improve that, meet emerging security requirements, and also hopefully achieve some sort of economies of scale for for the Bureau. You have several different services that are ongoing. Talk where this uh, common uh, identity authentication service fits in, because you have e-invoicing, you provide uh, services to uh, other internal government and external stakeholders. We're focused on the citizen, so we are not focused on the government-to-government transactions. We feel that that is pretty, pretty secure. A lot of work has been done in that area, a lot of great work. With our transactions to businesses and citizens, though, we, we found inconsistent user experiences, and so that's our focus. So let's get into some of the details. I know you're not necessarily the tech person that knows all the technology behind it, but what's the process by which you're doing the identity authentication? The, obviously, the government is known for the two-factor authentication with the PIV card. Not everyone in the industry or the citizens have that, but maybe talk about how you guys are enabling better identity management. With the government-to-government transactions, you can have that card that will help give you two-factor um, authentication. Sometimes with citizens, um, that's not possible. We, we have a number of scenarios where sometimes it will take citizens 10 days to get access to our systems. Sometimes it will, sometimes it will be very fast. What we want to do is set forth for the Bureau a, a, a common way of assessing what the need is for, for access and then offer, through the private sector, a portfolio of ways to authenticate those customers. So we're going to be partnering with um, credential service providers to, to hopefully offer a better user experience to citizens. So give me a sense of maybe what one would look like. For instance, there's the Google authentication, right? Uh, we've seen third-party credentials from Yahoo or, or Amazon or, or other things. Is that what you're going path going down or more of the VeriSign and those types of companies that can provide a more hard credential or something like a PKI certificate, or which path are you going down or all of them? Well, we think it's important that we make access fast to our citizens. So we want to offer industry best practices, probably not a certificate going out to those ind- individuals. It probably will be what they know. But we think we can partner with the private sector to, to help authenticate these citizens without having to do it ourselves. One of the one of the key components of our strategy is that we are going to leverage the private sector. There's the work being done by GSA and login.gov as well. Does that fit into this discussion? It, it certainly can. When we say that we want to use uh, the private sector, I'm, I, I can be also be referring to a service like login.gov, which is a, gr- a great service GSA is offering. Uh, it, can be, it can function as one of the credential service providers that the federal uh, government and the fiscal service use to authenticate its customers. It sounds like you guys are, are just maybe getting started with some initial thinking, where are you in the process and, and what's the, maybe some short-term goals? Where we are in the process, we've come up with the, the vision, the strategy for the Bureau of the Fiscal Service to set forth an enterprise hub for all of our programs to use to authenticate their citizens. Now we're moving to the implementation phase and, and with our IT area. We're going to be partnering with a, the handful of programs over the next two years to, to reach a goal on when we're going to implement each one of those number of drivers there. Our, our, our next big driver, though, is to set, setting up this, what's called a federation bridge, that will be the, the hub for all the programs to connect to. 
which programs are going to be the initial ones, whether it's not out of the gate or not, but which ones are you able to talk to? Which ones are you starting to work with initially? We are still working that out. We have we have some really just critical services that we offer to citizens, so whether it's collecting money or making payments out. We'll probably take a, a uh, we'll consider risk and uh, the services that are being offered when we come up with our implementation schedule, but we don't we don't have one to share quite yet. All right, something to obviously follow up with you on as, as we get closer. The whole idea behind this is better security. We know that. So you can authenticate and, and who you are, and, and then you can do it in multi-ways. Is that is that the main driver, or is there another reason why you guys decided that you wanted to, to improve that authentication with the citizenry? Was, was there something else that, that kind of the impetus behind it? There are actually three drivers. One, uh, NIST has come out with new standards. So all all of these programs are going to have to make some changes to the way they authenticate their users. That was a key driver, um, security. Uh, customer experience was a huge driver also, looking at the different experience. Um, we have a number of businesses that will access our EFTPS system and access our IPP system. And they have totally different user experiences, different login IDs, very confusing to a lot of them. Then we also have a financial incentive here in that each of these programs are maintaining the the processes to authenticate their customers themselves. And as a fiscal service, we're paying for it multiple times. I think it all boils down to customer experience, though, because security is a a part of customer experience. If I come to your website and give you secure information, part of that experience is that you're going to keep it safe. And I'm going to have that confidence that I think most citizens want from the government. I get the impression that two-factor authentication or multi-factor authentication, however you guys are calling it, and a new way to do credentialing is being more acceptable. Is that the reason why, beyond the NIST issue of, of, of new standards, is why now versus you could have done this last year, you could have done this six years ago. But if you think about your personal everyday experience, you go to the gas station, you put your credit card in, you have to hit your zip code now. And that was done, you didn't even know it was done. All of a sudden they say, Marshall, give me your zip code. And you go, okay, I know that. So do you think now is just because we've because society, if you will, has become more accepting of that two-factor piece versus, you know, again, three, five, seven years ago? I think society has. I think it's actually becoming more of an expectation. We didn't sit down and, and have that as a key driver, but I think that is now something that users are going to accept and, and actually users may want from their sites, particularly when we're talking about financial transactions. Is there anything on your end of this discussion, meaning the Bureau of Fiscal Service, that you see as obstacles or big challenges? I mean, you have to, once you settle on which programs and what type of authenticators you probably will use, is, do you, are the systems ready? Will, will the systems themselves, whether it's IPP or something else, need an upgrade? The biggest obstacle is simply that change is hard. Uh, we, are, we are dealing with 10-plus citizen-facing websites. We don't want to have a negative impact to the citizens. No one, no one wants that. We do want to give them quality services, though. So fitting in when this change is going to go in, into effect, how we communicate it to citizens, it's going to be up to each of those 10 programs to really manage and make sure that we have a good impact with the with the citizen. The other piece of this is we've seen similar efforts across government, whether it's VA with vets.gov or we've seen it with some other agencies. Uh, are you borrowing some of their best practices or are you looking at them as well? We are. We actually, uh, part of our strategy was to, to canvas the, the government and see what's going on in, in other agencies. We've actually partnered with GSA, learned a lot about what's going on with login.gov and some of their partnerships. We also looked into the private sector, what's, what's commercially available now. We, we tried to consider all of those as uh, inputs into our strategy before we decided on it. 
I mentioned vets.gov. One thing that occurs to me is the, the service you're doing is just for the Bureau of Fiscal Service, but obviously it could have wider use across the government. So first of all, this is just for the Bureau of Fiscal Service, correct? It is. It is. The, um, our, initial, our initial strategy is, is looking at the fiscal service applications and, and the services that we offer to citizens. But I think one of the lessons that we learned is that this is, this is something that's going to position the fiscal service to really be a good partner across the government as other government agencies have websites that reach out to citizens. We think we could work with them, leverage this approach, perhaps perhaps even come up with a, a common government approach down the road. Marshall Henry is a program manager in the Office of Financial Innovation and Transformation in the Bureau of the Fiscal Service, speaking with Federal News Network's Jason Miller. Check out Jason's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffles Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. Hey, hon, what you doing with your fun? Do flowers have best friends? I don't know. Hey, look. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.